Guys, what's up? We're gonna be real quiet because I have a dooms factor, or I have dooms and extinction factor too, and there might be BTs around. I have no Welcome idea to- what you're saying to me. Right now. <laughs> Welcome to episode 29 of Clash Sibling Rivalry Podcast. Uh, I am your one of your hosts, Night Hoot, and with me is Tizzler the Confused. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of that this week, so oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh man. So how you been this week? I've been pretty good, pretty good. Um, nothing crazy going on. Still in this like in between period of uh games and whatnot. And did we did we tell them that email address? No, I but okay. I was. I you know we always yeah, we yeah, do yeah. this little back and forth before we get into. It I was proper. scared because I I was gonna like go straight into mine, and I was like, wait, something feels off. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if you had any off the cuff comments nah. to top of the week nothing crazy i'm i'm just interested to hear these opinions on a certain game that came out oh very we're recently gonna get into, it. We're gonna get into <laughs> it i'm like one thing i want to mention is like i'm excited that it's like proper chilly outside finally like oh, yeah I don't have weather's to sweat. perfect right now like, yeah honestly so that feels really good but as tisla mentioned before if you have any thoughts or comments or questions or anything you want to input you can email us at sibling rivalry clash, all one word, sibling rivalry clash at gmail.com. And we'll probably most likely read it out on the podcast unless you explicitly say, do not read this out loud. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know why you would do that because we want to we wanna help you guys become famous too. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> we at least want you to be heard. Send us your mixtapes, guys, right to the email address. But yeah, I um I noticed uh some stuff you put on the agenda this week and I want to hear what you have to say about Outer Worlds. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um I guess I can get right into it now. So, I'm I'm like level 10, I think. I'm not sure what the max is. So, I'm only like 3 worlds in. Um and I've got 3 companions so far. I've I've uh ran into them along my my travels, but um I'm liking it a lot so far. I think Is it um Oh, I'm sorry. Is Not it ne- is it Nioka, Parvati, and uh, the vicar? Vicar, Parvati, Max. and and uh, what's the the healer's Nioka? name? Nah, oh. not her. Oh, um, you have someone I don't have then. Yeah, I got her from um, I forget her name, but I got her from the uh, Groundbreaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like how you can kind of like you can literally miss as I obviously have companions. Um. So it, it kind of has that thing about it where you kind of have to go around and just just talk to different people, which I like because I, I don't necessarily always like when it explicitly tells you every single thing you can do. Like I kind of like when you have the freedom to just go around and discover things like quests. Mm-hmm. The, the quest givers aren't like apparent. They don't have like an exclamation point over their head. You kind of just talk right. to somebody and through the dialogue, you may or may not get a quest. It's usually pretty obvious what starts the quest, especially if you play Fallout games, because it follows that model very closely yeah like um, somebody running out of a bar and screaming yeah. someone's been killed and you're like well i guess you're gonna ask me to help you yeah. <laughs> but they do this i know this weird thing about like literally as soon as you enter an area there's like a person that'll be there like hey i have the i have a problem i need your help specifically yeah. <laughs> and i'm like i'm just here i'm just passing through like but no nah, i usually accept pretty much every quest um i've been doing a lot of side quests just to 
just as uh see how they play out and stuff um but yeah i'm liking it um i will say a main a, a, a big big thing that i really do like about it is there's not a lot of bugs like and and it runs really smoothly mm-hmm. so if you're familiar with fallout games especially the older ones fallout 3 and new vegas they were super buggy <laughs> like like super super buggy like to the point where that's kind of like known as bethesda's thing now but yeah. the fact that this game feels like a not buggy fallout game is is really good um so i like that a lot have you uh in combat have you used your uh companion specials yeah yeah those are really cool too especially because they're simple to use you don't really have to aim them or anything you just kind of get them near the enemy i guess and press the button um yeah i like parvati she does like a lightning slam with a with her <laughs> hammer i thought hers was cool and then uh after i met nioka um she has like a plasma gatling gun oh that's really cool and it's like she does this thing where she picks it up like on her shoulder mm-hmm. cocks it like pulls the the ammo cartridge out plugs a new one in and then she's uh, just like ah! she like unleashes <laughs> she on anything blasting. nearby oh my gosh yeah, it's, i'm awesome. like it's hilarious every time i gotta look out for her what level or did you stop at um well i didn't get the healer uh nioka i got from a bar um but i don't remember where you remember bar? like your character level mm, maybe 12 12 okay so we're probably not that far i might be close to nioka then yeah it um, was like someone um we had to go look for someone and it's like she was the person we had to talk to to look for them and, and she offered to come so mm-hmm. um yeah. i was gonna ask you too what kind of uh like what kind of build are you going for for your character like how have you been I have, have no you been idea. playing your I, character? i primarily use guns so okay. i'm saying i prioritize guns over melee but um if i start to get low on ammo and i have a level up i then i kind of put it into melee but okay recently what's been happening is is like i go on a mission um mm-hmm. and then the the objective will require me to have like a certain um skill set like uh, so like just for example last time like i needed hacking at 50 mm-hmm. and i was at like 41 mm-hmm. and so i was like i gotta go do these some other missions to, to level up to, to, to level up so the next time i leveled up i just put everything into hacking okay. which got me right to 50 and i was able to carry on with the mission that i was actually trying to do so for me it's kind of just been like putting it where i putting it into where you need where it at I the time it. okay yeah got you and have you been like like conversationally have you been kind of have you been trying to like play a certain type of character like are you are you being a jerk to people are you like are you like doing the right thing or like um it depends like so i'm never i've never been like an explicit like like f you yeah (laughs) i've never done that to anybody but like um when like for example there was a mission with max where uh we're fulfilling these uh these this thing he's looking for Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah so it's like you get to this point where it's like um you're helping him talk to whoever he needs to talk to and i'm just like uh the person's just like well you need this and you don't have the strength and i'm like can we just get to i was like can we get to the point here so mm-hmm. i'm like there's times when i've been short with people okay because i'm just like i don't care i don't care about right, your right. backstory yeah, i just want to sure. get off this planet for sure 
so but yeah i've never been like completely like f you i'm leaving yeah (laughs) so i'll hear them out a little bit and i usually try to prove if there's like a persuade or a lie like i'll usually probably mash on that i don't know if it's just me but it feels like it's more of those than it was in fallout like oh for sure and a lot more i've been kind of dumping a lot of points into the the persuade intimidate lie uh thing just so i can like uh, like yesterday there was this mission i was on a bounty and i was talking to the dude and i intimidated him to basically give me what i needed for the bounty but then i was like oh he has a really cool weapon in his hand so <laughs> i just kind of ended up killing him anyway yeah. but um yeah I, I like how they give you that option though like i read an article recently that was like a dude beat the game on the hardest difficulty without killing a single person yeah um, so that's really cool nice. when a game gives you that option um yeah. yeah i remember i broke in like someone needed a poster a fan poster or something and i was like it was in the lockbox of another person i was talking to and it was mm-hmm. like you can do this mission and they'll give it to you or you can just, or you steal can it. just pick lock and yeah, i was yeah. just like well my lock picking skill is so high i'm just gonna steal it gotta no put it to use room. yeah you gotta put yeah. your lock picked that's the other thing too like i'll steal everything if if in a room if no if one's around looking. yeah, yeah i'm taking everything. of course <laughs> i feel like they used to punish you more for that too in fallout or maybe it was just harder to actually i think it was for just people not to see fallout the buildings had no walls yeah <laughs> most of the time that's right true so you were always in somebody's like line of, sight. line of sight i remember there would be times where i'm like i think i'm safe to take this but then i try to take it and somebody's like hey and they, yeah <laughs> you're like they spot like, you from what? like 100 yards away <laughs> yeah i'm like how did you even see me fam that's um, crazy but nah i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely keep playing uh i i guess this week because pokemon comes out friday is gonna be the week i gotta just go ha- go go ham on outer worlds it's funny how it. we've we both put outer worlds on like a time like a distinct deadline where I we're got like to. gotta beat it yeah because i know it it's, when am i gonna go back to it if i if but I it's don't. the most like open and sprawling <laughs> I know. thing ever and i'm having that issue right now where i'm i kind of I've been having to do every side quest and I need to like, I need to chill out on that a little bit and start focusing yeah. on main quest. Um, Cause I've been playing for, I think like seven hours and I'm only level 10. So. Okay. I think I'm like level, I'm close to level 14. Yeah. If I'm not 14 already. That's pretty good. Um, so. But the only other thing I really did a, just a little bit more of this week, I got into the uh, modern warfare campaign. Finally, I'm probably like a little more than halfway through um it's not super long i don't think probably like six hours max i'm probably like five or four hours in something like that um but it's cool it's it's what you'd expect of a uh, uh, call of duty campaign uh they didn't have one last year so it's nice that they they put it back in i kind of missed it last year because they're they're solid like it's kind of to me it reminds me i won't say of like I'll say, yeah, it reminds me of like a first person Uncharted game to, in a in a way, like the way they tell the story and you follow um like the set one or two or three characters around. And it's kind of just it's it's very condensed, obviously. It's not fifteen hours, but mm-hmm. um they do a good job. Their cutscenes are really good, the acting is really good. Um that's one thing Call of Duty always nails. Um, it's explosive. There's you're always in some crazy action, like <laughs> it's un- uncharted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's an action just movie blowing up around you. You're playing an action movie, so um, it's what I expect, and I'm gonna also try to beat that this week. Hopefully, I'm close to the end, and I can put that behind me. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what 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 I've been up to. Um, tell me nice. tell me what you think about this this stranding of death. This this 
oh. uh, game that ties the, the world together, this game that, that creates a genre. <laughs> this tell me so about this. So if I may if I may put hundred and twenty kilograms of story weight upon my back right now, I will <laughs> oh, do gosh. so. Oh my god, this game. Oh my god, this game. This crazy? might be this might be the game. This wow. might be like my game forever. Whoa. Uh, uh, okay. So first thing I wanted to say, because I'm not gonna say too much on it this week, um, because I'm f- probably still within like the first four hours of yeah, the game. Yeah, early impressions. Um But one thing I wanted to tell you and I wanted to wait till the podcast was like, okay, so literally every cinematic we've seen on mm-hmm the internet on tv that's been put out up until this point mm-hmm. is in the first two to three hours of game <laughs> of course <laughs> every single one that's great and it's been so I'm, many that's the funny part yeah so i'm like playing it and i'm just like whoa okay we're here okay oh, oh this, this is one where that came from and then i'm just like <laughs> and i wanted to point this out because it's just like this is like it took me a while to think about it but it's pretty genius because mm-hmm. you like we've seen these trailers and it's like you're worried like how far in is this gonna be how much are they showing me how much are they spoiling and it's like because all those cinematics are like front-loaded into the game it Mm -hmm. it gives like it makes your expectations for what comes after it's not even higher it's just you don't know what what to expect now you're not waiting for those scenes to come anymore because you've already seen them right right um uh the handling so (laughs) here's another thing this game is like a 85 percent physics game it is physics it is you making sure your character is not tipping over or sliding or falling gotcha gotcha. um the landscape is extremely treacherous um it's just like every field is just like covered in like jagged boulders (laughs) um there's mountains in your pathing like any early pathing in the game like you're Mm -hmm. using ladders and ropes to uh get up to yeah get back and forth um there's a lot of beginning of the game there's a lot of like backtracking so it's like going to a new location backtracking going to a new location backtracking Mm -hmm. um and i don't know if this is like to get you used to the gameplay or the the terrain or if it's just for story purposes Mm But the I will say, um, and I'll say spoilers here for anybody that doesn't want any details uh, of the story, but just very light spoilers. Like the main, I would say the main bait, four hours in, by the way, the main story point seems to be that uh, there was this event. They don't really talk about the Death Stranding event. Right. um, But the it's not the united states of america it's the united cities of america Mm. um and the president has passed away from some sickness i'm not sure i forget what the sickness is okay and you have been tasked specifically by her to reconnect the chiral networks which basically allow everyone to like communicate and share resources okay what does chiral mean is that like a so chiral is based on the substance i don't think i don't know if it's a real thing okay. i don't think it is but it's based on the main substance like their main resource in the game which is called uh, chi- chirillium gotcha gotcha so like a metal like a precious metal yeah and basically chirillium allows them to from my understanding like it's like think of like 3d printing on like a massive scale okay 
So, like, when I need items, if I go to a base, I can use the Carillium and other materials to, like, print out a ladder for myself. Gotcha. Or print out a pair of boots or make a bridge, even. Gotcha. Um, there is a, the online system uh, does remind me a lot of Dark Souls. Ooh. It's that, like, passive interaction. I like that. So what's been happening, I've been playing again for four hours between last night and this morning and what's happening, you can leave signs and markers for other players. So you can okay. like, like, what's happened to me? And stuff. Yeah. Like what's happened to me is like, I'll come across a sign and it'll say, this is the area for BTs. BTs are like your main outside en- enemy. Gotcha. Those are the ghost so, things, right? The ghosts with the weird umbilical cords. Yeah. The black shadows that you've seen in the trailers. Yeah. So some people have left signs and warnings for those types of areas. Okay, that's um, cool. And then there's people like people will leave signs if they had to like drop a ladder. Have you noticed? Um, have you noticed any like malicious signs? Because this is a thing in Dark Souls a lot. People will put a sign on like a ledge and be like treasure, and then you'll jump off the ledge and die. I have not seen that yet. Okay. (laughs) And I think, honestly, I think that's because it's already so treacherous. Yeah, people are like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) <laughs> the whole like point system of the game is based on likes and it's literally uh, like the symbol for that is literally like a facebook thumbs, thumbs up. up got you and so when you get to somebody's interactive whether it be a ladder they left behind or a rope mm-hmm. or um a sign you can you have a period of i'd say like five seconds and a little bar appears on the screen and you can okay. mash that middle button yeah. as much as you want and it gives likes to that uh, sign got you got you so that's kind of like the online act- interactivity. Have you, you can have also you put out any oh, of these? I I put out a keep going sign after I got up a very treacherous mountaintop, yeah. <laughs> and I've also gotten a symbol. And the thing is cool. The cool thing is when you run through the signs, if they have any words, it'll say the words. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, but I, I've had somebody. I've left ladders in places, and the, I've had little notifications pop up saying this user used your ladder. So things like you, that. What do you actually get if you get likes for what you put up? Like, is it um, you your likes are like, kind of your XP? Oh, okay, that's cool. So there, when you get when you have a delivery and you get to the delivery destination, you turn in your delivery items at this terminal, mm-hmm. and then you get basically like a score. A score screen comes up, uh, and it, it rates you based on like package damage, how fast you got there. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, did you deliver all the materials? Did you drop some along the way? Okay. Um, and then after that, it goes to like your stat screen, where okay. it's like it's like this five pointed star that has delivery based stats. Gotcha. And that you don't pick that that automatically fills itself in. Okay. So like I did a couple trips where I was carrying like my max load, and so now um, they upgraded the max load that I can carry. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's it's like the other thing that strikes me about this game is like it, the dialogue is insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. It. it doesn't leave you like. So Sam is a pretty lonely, independent character. But as you go to these different bases, people just talk to you. They don't they just talk at you. They just walk up to you and start talking. Yeah. (laughs) And Guillermo del Toro's character, uh, Deadman, is particularly talkative. Oh, is he? Um, Yeah. He will explain everything all the time, whether you ask him to or not. Oh, he's like your guide, like the guide character. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like and then um, there's a lot of. terms that like you kind of get used to even though you don't actually know what they mean you kind of get the idea of what they're talking about Mm. so like uh for instance you hear bb all the time bb is a bridge baby um 
which is like kind of a tool that you use to be able to see the the entities, the BTs. Right. Don't know what BTs stand for. Just know it's that dark ghost thing. Uh, okay. My friend, we started calling them. They're just bad things. Bad things. BTs, basically. BTs stands for bad things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also have uh, dooms. Your character has dooms, which is what allows him to um, sense. He can kind of like physically sense when they're near without, even though when he doesn't have a bridge baby, he, uh, okay. he by himself can kind of sense the presence of the BTs. You also have something called the extinction factor. Still don't know what that is, but that has that's controlled by you typing in your birthday at the beginning of the game. Okay. Um, does your the actual date you type in have something? Yes. Yes. Okay. Apparently it does. I I don't know the effects that. of it yet, okay. but it controls like how much of a high how, how high of a level extinction factor you have, whatever that means. Uh, interesting. Um, and then your character has a particular um, I don't know inherited trait where he's called a repatriate, which okay. means every time he dies, he comes back. Oh, okay. So they explain um, the dying mechanic in the game. Yeah, and it's like he essentially like dies and then his soul, whatever you want to say it is, finds its way back to his body in an underwater scene, mm-hmm. which you control, and oh, then okay. that brings you back uh, to life. That's cool. Back on wherever you died. I like I when games explain the rebirth, uh, like respawn mechanic. Yeah, I haven't died except for like the one time you're supposed to. Okay. Um, cause I hit this one area where I was just surrounded by BTs and I kept getting dragged into the ground and I was like, I can't fight whatever this thing is. So I just kept reloading. Okay. Um, and that's another thing you have free, you have free saving. So as long as you're not okay. in combat or in danger, you can save the game wherever you are. That's good. And when you start it back up, you're right there. Yeah. It's not like a checkpoint type of thing. Yeah. Okay. And, um, the delivery system is pretty easy to understand. Um, you you have a loadout screen every time you pick up a mission and you are to arrange your whatever you're carrying on your back or your sides mm-hmm. um tools and things you can attach to like your shoulders and legs and all, most of your cargo has to go on your back gotcha. and then they have like a auto arrange feature that like kind of makes things more stable for you if you're not sure if you don't really care about where you're placing things oh, okay now does the one thing i was wondering does the main character talk because in the trailers i don't think i remember hearing him talk yeah he talks he does talk okay. he talks because he talks a lot when you're by yourself um, okay <laughs> he has a lot of exclamations like he'll be like whoa 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 almost mm-hmm. fell <laughs> and like things like that um is he a different character than daryl to you Mm, yes just in that he's he's much more quiet and less determined than daryl okay he gotcha. is very much he does not care about reconnecting he's just doing his job he's doing it because this one particular woman asked him to do it okay but otherwise he does not care about anything that's going on i believe it <laughs> and due to uh his dooms and his interaction with like certain entities in the game he has that he's developed this phobia of being touched so it's like anytime somebody reaches out to shake his hand he like jumps back like two feet oh gosh and so that's one thing you notice like really early on in the game um but your character kind of starts off as like a semi like he's semi famous for being like a a trusty deliverer (laughs) famous Um, delivery person is hilarious yeah and (laughs) his his name we said before his name is sam porter bridges Mm -hmm. uh your last name so his name bridges your last name in this game is like the company you work for for okay because apparently like you get a cutscene where the girl that puts you 
on this mission, like, called, she was like, you're Sam, uh, Sam Strands. And he's like, I'm not Sam Strands anymore. I'm Sam Porter Bridges. Uh, so it's like it like your last name kind of signifies your allegiance with whoever you're working for uh, i think i don't like that yeah it's weird. <laughs> that would suck in real life <laughs> um oh my god you're telling me <laughs> but uh yeah so that's like an interesting part the other thing is like uh you're introduced to bb fairly early in the game your bridge baby mm-hmm. and because of your special dooms factor when you Unlike a normal human, when you plug in with BB, you guys actually shared, like, memory similar to, like, the drifting in Pacific Rim. Oh, gosh. So it's like, Norman Rita starts getting these flashes, and he's, like, asking the doctor, he's like, what am I seeing? And he's it's like, the these are just... Memories. Yeah, it's like the, the, the in vitro baby's memories that Ooh. he's seen of his past. That's creepy. And you're kind of told that your BB... Like, you're supposed to be decommissioning him because they're not supposed to be in service for more than a year. Yeah. But, like, your character becomes weirdly attached to this one BB. Right. So, like, you you are, like, then purposely accepting a malfunctioning BB unit. Yeah. So, you just know weird things are going to happen going forward. Gotcha. Um, but BB is your introduction to the Mads Mickelson character. Because every, every time you have a BB flashback, you see him. And he's doing something, but you haven't seen him or met him yet. So is he is he framed as like an antagonist? Um, not not yet oh, because okay. he's very caring to BB. Oh, so okay. I don't really know what his mission was or what he was doing because you just see brief flashes of him. BB like, is so saying funny. things to the baby. <laughs> BB is just funny. Just hearing BB it. is is awesome. BB. He he's the most animated like little creature in a game I've ever seen that does <laughs> nothing. Baby in a tank. And uh, cool utilization of the uh, PlayStation controller speaker is that that's where BB sounds come out of. Okay. So whenever you're walking along, if BB gets stressed and he starts crying, it comes mm. out of your controller. Oh, okay. Um, and then you have a mechanic that you can uh, then get in. You go into first person mode and you look down and you pick BB up and you rock him. You rock him. Until he Do you rock your controller? Yes, you actually okay, move your controller back and controls. forth. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty so, cool. So overall, I'm like super excited. Um, early in the game, I lost, like in the very first cutscene in the game, you lose your motorcycle, which of course sucks. Okay. Um, and I didn't now even know you had I, a motorcycle. Yeah. I just got back to the point where. I can like recharge a motorcycle, so I might be able to tackle that soon and get. Because like so far, I've been getting no points for delivery speed. So I'm hoping <laughs> when I get the motorcycle, I can get some points on delivery speed. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's like intentional, like for 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 like it's the game t- the game's way of telling you that you're gonna get faster. Yeah, type of thing. And then uh, last thing I'll say to our note is <laughs> right now stealth sucks no oh, it really man. really sucks there's because not there's b- not a lot but okay. there's beat there's the bt sections which you have to if you have cargo on your back any significant amount of cargo on your back it sucks because you have to balance, balance. you're balancing your character with lr and uh or i'm sorry l2 and r2 okay and you're also having to hold your breath with r1 because oh gosh if you get anywhere too close to a BT, they automatically sense you and they're on you. Jeez. Unless and they you will hold your literally, breath. Unless you hold your breath. But even if they're already too close, holding your breath doesn't matter. Jeez. And they will literally like try to pull you into the ground, which will <laughs> knock all your cargo off. Oh, my God. And it's like it's just, you got to like struggle out of this black tar pit. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, 
but that's happened to me a few times. And then there's also these uh, people called mules, which mm-hmm. are just people that hang out in random areas waiting to steal your cargo. Oh, God. Do they have like, like they guns or, or what? They ha- they're the ones that you see that have like the tasers. tasers. Oh, okay. And they're poking you and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But there is a option. You can like stealth them, sneak up on them and like knock them unconscious. Okay. And they'll, they'll stay down until you leave the area pretty much. Okay. I'm assuming um, you'll probably get more tools to deal with them later. Like if you want to go aggressive. Yeah. Cause I have like, I now have a weapons locker. I just don't have any weapons, weapons and gotcha. I'm not sure when that's going to like become a thing gotcha is there a currency like are you buying any equipment or is it just kind of no everything is based on materials and you can collect materials across your yeah so you're basically like i said before that printing network okay every time you get to a terminal you can kind of use the available materials to print the things you need but the materials are either based on whether you have them or the station you're at has them okay um so yeah and then yeah everything's kind of done like your currency is like your reputation yeah and then it's also based on like how much of the network have you expanded you get credit for that too okay gotcha gotcha. so but yeah i'm like this game like it is the most like simple monotonous but also like terrifying and exciting and engaging game ever yeah that's great i mean i guess only kojima could do it right like yeah i'm like i don't think i've actually ever played a kojima game so this Mm -hmm. being my first is pretty fantastic yeah i've only lightly interacted with metal gear i've never i actually have five it was a free ps plus game so i have five on my playstation i just i don't know if i'll ever get to it but i've i know my friends really love it and they uh i know you know dusty especially he likes um kojima games so yeah um but yeah i i super i've always liked the atmosphere of it like from the trailers and stuff and just the mystery and from what i hear a lot of questions do get answered so that that's a good thing too um yeah and i'm like pretty much what you see in the launch trailer and what we've seen up into this point like whatever you gather story-wise is pretty much what's going on where i am so look out for the review next week yo oh my god like (laughs) i'm like i was just like i have to take so many notes because it's just like so much comes at you really oh and the last thing i'll mention is like everything you kind of like interact with and go across and like people are telling you get stored in like a data menu okay and so if you really want to like read into the the lore lore of the game you can like the game literally tells you like hey you have an archive file now like if you want to take a moment and look at things if you have time here you go so yeah that's always there's some things that that they explain and they explains like the why they Mm want to reconnect and how we got kind of got here and Mm -hmm. all that kind of things i will say and i hope games do this more but i like when the game has a codex or or an index or something like that with the lore in it but please please if you're listening just add a single button to make it voiceover and i will (laughs) absorb so much more lore i was like some of them are like that some of them aren't yeah some of them are reading but they're pretty they're pretty like there's not a lot of like scrolling like okay. everything you have to read is usually in like one page gotcha gotcha um because that's a that's a problem i kind of been having with outer worlds i'm like i really want to know what's going on but i don't feel like reading this whole terminal i don't want to read those green screen computers especially yeah. when the text is dumb small and it hurts my eyes trying to look yeah at it. So. like i literally open those and i scan for like any kind of code mm-hmm. and then I just like Bounce. close it yeah, yeah. <laughs> got what i needed um yeah. but cool cool um try and get into some some news what's going on all right so 
um got some got some decent news this weekend um more pokemon news unfortunately and fortunately <laughs> unfortunately for the people who aren't in the pokemon but very fortunate for me but we'll get to that um but first up nintendo had their uh normal smash or not normal but smash direct that they do where they show off the the latest new character and they drop the character into the game that same day right after the direct so um they showed off terry bogard and i'm not super familiar with this character so i can't speak too much on his like where he came from and stuff um but he's apparently from snk and and king of fighters and from what i understand that that game is like a little bit more technical street fighter um i guess and the way he he transfers into smash he plays a lot like ryu and ken who are obviously from street fighter um so that's cool he's he's definitely i think the most technical dlc character added so far like he seems like he's the character for people who like traditional fighter fighting games like street fighter like it's got a lot of canceling attacks and like uh he can do a bunch of crazy combos he has like a like a super mechanic where when he when he's really high damage he gets access to these uh command input special moves so that's pretty cool if you know like street fighter you know you do special moves by like moving the directional stick in a certain direction like it'll be like left down right and then square or something like that or left down right and then a or something like that that's kind of how it is in smash 2 which is cool um you have to put in these actual button commands to do these these attacks um but yeah he's not a character i'm probably gonna play because just because i like uh more straightforward characters i just picked up banjo because he's kind of straightforward um but yeah i think when people get their hands on him and and play with him for a while they're gonna do some really crazy stuff with him um just because of all the all the options he has so that's cool um i'm looking forward to see what their next dlc character is gonna be especially since they announced a whole nother set of dlc characters is going to be coming to the game so who knows how many characters they're going to be adding um hopefully they add sora i want to see sora in this game um i think that would be cool uh but yeah uh they also added a little bit of character balance updates they buffed a bunch of characters no nerfs um thumbs up for that uh (laughs) more game devs need to need to learn from that uh less less nerfs more buffs um (laughs) Yeah, so somebody's too strong, just make, make everybody, everybody else strong stronger. too. Exactly, like that's the way to go. Um, and then they added a new map, obviously from I guess from SNK and new SNK music. Um, so that's always good. They added new spirits too, so it's good to see that they're continually updating and supporting this game. Um, they've been switching out a tournament mode every every so often, like where they'll have a different game type in a tournament set up, online tournament or randoms. Um, kind of similar to mario tennis which is cool mm-hmm. um so i like to see because nintendo isn't one to really nintendo to me is weird they've i feel like they always put out a good game but they take away a lot of good features from like the previous iteration of that game or just features that they use in other versions or other nintendo titles and i don't know why they don't just incorporate all the good features into all their games um but they're doing that a little bit with this which i'm i'm happy with um but next up we got uh another pokemon sun and moon or sword and shield not sun and moon that was the old game sword and shield trailer dropped and this trailer has confirmed the one thing that i've been holding out for for this game and now i know that this game is going to be amazing um and i think it might end up being my favorite pokemon game depending on how this plays out um 
but basically they're saying that the uh breeding has been way too tedious in the past and i've said this uh many many times breeding sucked in pokemon is probably i've called breeding the worst mechanic in a video game ever <laughs> it's it's horrible like it's it's horrible and they're finally getting rid of it so um just can to- i just say i i saw on the store on the switch store mm-hmm. um for the top the best-selling games it's like mm-hmm. it was sword and then it was two games in between. Ah, oh my shield. god! <laughs> and I was like, Come on! I know I'm a shield owner too. By the but way, I have to say shield. the 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 wolf with like the sword in its mouth is pretty cool. He is really cool. It's just He's that cool. I had to go with the red one. I had yeah. to. I have to go with the red one. Like, the red one would have worked so much better if it was like a lion, because that may have been cooler. But it's like that giant awkward. shield mane on a wolf is it so is. weird looking. It is kind of weird. Looking. <laughs> I was like, I want to see these wolves fight each other. <laughs> oh my gosh! I want to see the type still because I feel like the shield one's gonna be OP too. That's that's why best best offense is a good defense. That's that's my yeah. motto for this gen. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if that if we'll see if that gap uh closes closer to release yeah for sure um but just for for those who aren't really aware aren't super into competitive pokemon that's kind of the end game in these games like um that's once you beat the game if you want to strive for something it's that's kind of what it is is competitive like making a team that's really uh optimized stats and then taking that team online or to with other people to play against them Mm -hmm. um and the process for doing that in the past has been so tedious like i'm talking literally (laughs) running in a fixed circle inside of the game for longer Mm -hmm. than it takes to beat the actual game itself like that's how (laughs) tedious it was to make a competitive team back in the day and the fact like it was so bad that i would beat the game and then they have this like pokemon simulator online that where you can just kind of just build a team straight up and battle people online i would Mm -hmm. just jump straight to that after beating the game because i'm like this game just doesn't respect my time like i just don't have time (laughs) for this um but i'm not five anymore i don't have hours yeah it's it's horrible but now uh so breeding's still in the game but it's just going to be for egg moves now which makes sense that's what it should have been for before um but they added a couple items to to uh expedite the process of getting competitive pokemon and hopefully this will just widen the pool of players to play at the end of the game um because it's more accessible than ever before so first up they talked about something called mints which uh this basically allows you to change a pokemon's nature at will um and if you don't know much about pokemon a nature is has always in the past been fixed so you catch a pokemon with a certain nature it's that nature forever um and nature's affect its stats so it'll have an increase in one stat and a decrease in another specific stat so there's a bunch of different combinations of these but now you'll be able to change them at will um in the past to get a competitive pokemon you would have to get a nature you wanted an item uh that allows that pokemon to pass down the nature you want and then you would have to get another pokemon breed those two together and then hopefully the pokemon that comes out of the egg will have the nature you want hopefully because it was hopefully. a random roll dice rolls on top of dice rolls and then on top of that this is leading into my next thing there was this concept <laughs> called ivies and ivies is something else innate to the pokemon that could not be changed in the past so before you would have to in that breeding process where you have two parents remember you're trying to pass down the random nature to get the stats you want but you're also trying for another random roll to get it uh five 
perfect uh, stats that you want. Um, so the double randomness, you can obviously see how many eggs you probably have to hatch to get a perfect Pokemon. Um, but they, they're putting in another item called supplements, which basically allows you to bypass that and you can just feed it some calcium, for example, and it'll get okay. like max health stat right, right off the bat. So um nice. any so basically what they're saying they're going for with this um and the last item is xp candies that's straightforward you just level up your pokemon you just uh give it a candy it gets experience before you had to do battle after battle after battle after battle well i'm like they i feel like they had that before but it was very cheap and i'm thinking of rare candy yeah, okay it was a but the thing with rare candy is you could if you're trying to get a competitive pokemon you couldn't use a rare candy because only battling boosts your stats Mm -hmm. rare candy only boosted your level um, okay so now that you have a way to boost your level and your stats it's kind of getting rid of that problem um but efficiency yeah they kind of just talked about how they their goal with this is to make it one so people aren't spending as much time breeding like people just think of the end game of pokemon as breeding which they don't want they want them to actually battle and do other stuff that they put in the game um they want it to be more accessible so more people can get into it and they also say that they want you to basically any pokemon you catch out in the wild if say you get attached to that pokemon you want that pokemon to be competitive later on you can just give them these items and make them competitive so uh another big problem was that like you get a starter at the beginning of the game right and you can never you never basically get another starter unless you trade for one so people would mm -hmm. get attached to their starter but hey you want to take that starter online it has sucky stats that you can never change so you just got to say i'm gonna either use the starter and get like just murdered by everybody or just not use the <laughs> starter that i've played the whole game with and i'm attached to so it fixes that problem too so this is overall just probably the best change in my opinion feels to like ever they cleaned it up a bit so much like i don't know why it was so it had to be so tedious before like it's I, it was just poor game design in my mind but this is um hopefully they implement this well because i think there's still room to mess it up but like if if the candies and mints and stuff are too hard to get uh i think that would be a problem like if it takes longer to get the candies than it did to breed mm -hmm. that would be a problem but um other than that, I, I'm I'm very hopeful, um, and I'll be getting into this next next Friday. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. So, this will be the last Pokemon news that you hear for a while, probably, <laughs> and you'll just hear my impressions of the actual game next. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I just really love um, competitive Pokemon. I just really love the whole. It's the only game where you can really that I can think of to where you can build a full team of something and then take it against other players' teams that they put time and effort into building. Um, mm -hmm. There isn't really any other game that does that, and where the battles are like classic turn-based RPG um, with, with the type strategy and stuff incorporated into it. There's just, I don't think, any other game that really does that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for Pokemon. Can't wait. Nice. Can't wait at all. Um, and then last up, this this was actually an article um, an article and a video that I watched uh, done by IGN where they rank the top, what is it, top 15? Do I have top 15? I think it's, hold on, let me see. I think it's top, yeah, top 15 My Hero Quirks. Top 20 now, My Hero Quirks. We're not going to go through all. I just want to go through the top say, five. Why, 
why did you SMH next to this? So, I don't know if you watch a lot of IGN's content, but they like making lists, but they like making very questionable lists. And this is another one of those questionable lists, like to the point where I feel like they might maybe should just stop uh, making lists. Uh, oh, we got a short intermission here, folks. Short intermission. Um, but we're going to edit it out, so we'll be back. Sorry about the uh, little short intervention or intermission there. Y'all, y'all won't notice it though. Um, but yeah, IGN, IGN did this ranking of the top twenty quirks, um, and I put a link to it in the doc too, so you can see it. Um, I don't want to go through them all. I just want to point out the obvious wrong placings and and like look at the top five maybe in like the list overall. Um, okay. so, so yeah, I asked you before, what's the SM? Say that again. I asked you before, what's the SMH for? Oh, because IGN is like n- this is so IGN likes to make a lot of lists, and a lot of times they make really bad lists, and this is <laughs> this list is just wrong. Like there's some there's some people that are in good spots, but a lot of the list is wrong. Would you say we're about to uh, clash with this list? I I don't think we are. More <laughs> or less, maybe us against IGN. <laughs> um but i'll just i'll start off with number one because number one i can accept that uh because he's in definitely the top three i think um so they got shoto todoroki number one wow um, fire and ice obviously is his power wow <laughs> <laughs> now i'm not gonna say objectively he's number one but would you say that he's at least should be in the top five now, as one of the only dual wielders, because that's what I'm going to label him as, a dual wielder, his fire and ice, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to uh, objectively agree. Um, he because, is yeah, one. He's got kind of like that bonus of having uh, kind of kind of two, two, two powers. Yeah. And yeah, it's so. not like he sacrifices for having to. Like, he actually right. has the full fire and the full ice. It's just... We're- Right. restricted it to just, one side of his body he refused he has in the past refused to use the fire, the fire side right um so. but then number two they got uh bakugo um he obviously explodes from his hands my boy his power is really cool really useful um i'm not mad at this placing um he's demonstrated you almost forget that it's just his hands yeah the way he, he uses it so well yeah um so i agree with his placing and then three is where I get a little iffy. So they got uh, Suyu Asui uh, Fropi at three. Oh um, my god, are you serious? At three, number three, they have the Frog Girl. Huh. So I and this is where I get into issues with IGN lists. Like, what are their criteria? Because it's not <laughs> usefulness. It's not. There's got to be popular. It has to be like sixty percent popularity, right? Because of that, <sighs> with her being that high, because people just so. like her for some reason. Yeah, she's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, she's yeah. the first cool. I I guess maybe the only cool frog character because it's hard <laughs> to make a. F- <laughs> if she's the only cool frog character, it's because she's the only frog character. <laughs> exactly like it's hard to make a frog cool you know what i mean but it's like it's like when mom says you're my favorite daughter i'm like damn you're like (laughs) get out of here with that (laughs) yeah so fropy i wouldn't even put fropy top five i'm sorry she hasn't done all that much in the show either with her powers to be like like she hasn't defeated anybody crazy she hasn't done anything super spectacular so 
Um, she's solid. She's consistent, but that's about it. Yeah. And guess who she comes above on this list? Number four, they got Tokuyami. To- yeah, I was gonna say Tokuyami. So <laughs> he's gonna be. <laughs> this is a problem. He so he should be top five. His power is awesome, and I think it in the dark it's probably the strongest of everybody's power but it's a wild card factor but yeah it's it's a wild card and it does lower him but i think the fact that for i think for the for the most part him and his like inner shadow because it has a mind of its own i think they get along for the most part like they're usually on the same page other than when it's like pitch black and and the shadow just completely takes over right Um, but he should definitely be above Froppy for sure um uh, yeah i i i'm just mad that he's below froby <laughs> like why is that a thing? <laughs> i agree and then number five we got uh uraraka or and i like how they put the uh they put some of the hero names on here which i did not know a lot of these hero names like tokoyami is sukuyomi which is really cool uh uraraka is uravity which i did not know but she's at number five i also don't think she should be at number five I don't think her quirk is all that useful. Yeah, it's gravity is cool. Gravity is cooler, I think, when you control other people's gravity as opposed to your own gravity. Yeah, um, and she can do both, but I think it's what enhances it is her kung fu ability. Yeah, the way like she has she has one of those powers where you have to be really creative to make it good. Yeah, um, otherwise it wouldn't be good. Um, it's basically a stand. Yeah, exactly yeah uh but yeah she's at number five how do you do you do you feel like she should be top five or no she no, should yeah. be where Fropi is yeah yeah she should be somewhere <laughs> down in the teens where Fropi is um and then number six uh, i don't know how he's not in the t- top five they got deku at number six wow see what that, that's doing? what makes me think it's they're rating they're also rating their use of the ability not the ability itself but that's what i'm rating too because Froppy has in no way, shape, or form used her powers more effectively think, or efficiently than Deku. I think she's used her regurgitation ability a few times, uh, which is kind of the special thing is that she can like uh, extend her stomach or whatever. Because that's so but I useful. get what you're saying. Like yeah, like like in my like we're going on. Are we basically rating just Class One A, not all the quirks that we've seen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Class. Okay, because I'm like, how is All Might not number one? yeah 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 no no i I don't think we're counting any pro heroes okay but um, yeah she uh, i don't know like if i'm going off that like i would feel like um what's her face the uh alien queen has been doing better that's than, the pink chick yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. like uraraka alien queen and then Froppy. so they her name is pinky which i did not know and oh, okay, they got okay. her all the way down at 13 of course under they a do. lot of people of course they do um but yeah de- De- back to deku real quick his he's actually defeated real villains on his own which most of the other people in the top five who he's not in the top five for some reason haven't done so this is why i don't understand what their actual criteria is like i i don't know i don't get it <laughs> um not to mention the potential that he has is probably greater than most of the people on the list right um so I'm going to go down a little bit, going to go down a little bit. Um, I'm going to mention uh, Kirishima. Uh, he's Red Riot. He's the hardening guy. He should be much higher, maybe six, if not top five. Um, I think his ability is really, really useful. Basically, the best defense on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, he can take probably the most hits of anybody here and also do a lot of damage. 
um but i think i think he's one of the most uh, more slept on characters just in general just because he doesn't he's not in a lot of scenes i don't think he doesn't get as much shine as i think he deserves he but he unlike okay he unlike and here's two that we skipped over one invisible girl she should be way down at the bottom thank (laughs) you but uh, he has uh kirishima uh has at least had his showcase you know what i mean yeah like yeah. they've had he's had at least two episodes devoted to, to his him. development that i can think of right 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 so <clears throat> that i'm like he to me should actually probably be at number seven or eight versus yeah. a nine nine i'll put him and don't don't forget my boy ida yeah don't do my boy ida like that Ida's number eight <laughs> i me personally i don't know where he should be seeing as like you can stick a banana in his leg and it'll blow his leg up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so, why i'm like i think kirishima should come slightly above him but i don't think invisible girl should be anywhere in this mix no not at all um ida i think has a weird implementation of a speed power like the flash to me if he had was just straight up flash that would be a lot cooler he would be a lot higher but the fact that it's so focused on engines and his legs and they actually work like engines to where he has to rev up and like pick up speed and all that type of stuff it's i don't know it doesn't seem as practical as a lot of the other abilities right i agree um and then going down a little bit more number 11 we got minetta his name is grape juice (laughs) which i did not know and my problem is that first of all he's at number 11 he should probably be the worst um but minetta is above uh yayorozu who has the creation power and above pinky who has the acid power now if you switch these uh minori's at 11 grape juice is at 11 momo's at 12 if you switch these i would i wouldn't disagree yeah the definitely but right now switched. i disagree yeah i think minetta's powers are a joke first of all <laughs> literally a joke um, but i honestly like i would actually put him above um the guy kirishima uh, not kirishima um Kaminari, the guy who fries his own brain. Oh, I would actually dude. put Mineta above him because when Mineta had that episode against um Midnight, I think her name was, mm-hmm. he did pretty good because women busty women are his weakness. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that he was actually over to uh able to overcome that is impressive, in I, my opinion. My thing is so I think in that he got a lot of so I think with his quirk he gets a lot of uh what's I don't know a word for this, but like, there's a lot of surprise factor. Like, you see his quirk the first time, you might not know what to do against it. You see <laughs> right. it the second time, you're just gonna win. You're gonna, like, you're yeah, gonna win. You know. <laughs> it's one very one dimensional. He bleeds out of his head when he uses it too much. Um, so it's also limited. And yeah, I don't, he's just goofy. Like, he's obviously a meme. Yeah, um, and everyone I can think on here so far has limitations outside of kirishima a little bit with his hardening and um uraraka we haven't really seen the extent and tokoyami i'm sorry not tokoyami shoto everyone else kind of does have like an exhaustion factor especially uh but um momo can kind of feed hers because hers is based on the lipid levels in her yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. So she's always kind of constantly eating things so that she can yeah. create more stuff. But and yeah, I think- everyone kind of has that exhaustion factor i was gonna say i think momo too hers has a lot of upward potential like just literally because she can make anything which i think should get her a higher spot and i do think in the actual show itself she will overcome the the exhaustion that she gets from creating a few things right now i think she'll be able to to do it on a bigger scale at some point i would say unlike everyone else hers i think requires the most mental skill 
because yeah. she actually has to memorize the chemical composition of whatever she wants to create. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, that those are my major issues with the list. The bottom of the list is pretty accurate. You got the tail guy, <laughs> the dude who sprouts ears and mouths, the belly button laser. Like they're all, they should all be at the bottom. There. I think I honestly think Tailman, uh, Masahira, uh, Masahiro. Mm-hmm is kind of he's where he should be yeah, his, I, I, i've yet bland. to his big gross muscular tail <laughs> is uh, that's literally his power that's all he does he just has a muscle yeah like muscle tail. The, the the elbow guy the tape elbow guy can do just as much as he can he gets spider-man much. comparisons the tape guy yeah and yeah, it's just weird elbow spider-man his his upward <laughs> mobility is his only plus exactly um and i think the animal dude should be a little higher um just, really i feel like that has i feel like talking to an, animals has potential like a lot of potential especially if you're somewhere now it's probably uh situational in like the area you're in but if you're say like on the water and you can talk to like the whales or something like you could do some dangerous stuff with that i feel like or if like he could talk to like yeah. the birds and have like a swarm of eagles like attack somebody <laughs> some con- some condors <laughs> yeah like what are you gonna do against a swarm of condors that's Nothing. true that's true um, but it is location based because if yeah. he's in a certain area he's got like rats and squirrels and birds yeah if and he's inside like it's just insects <laughs> yeah basically. exactly um so yeah that is a limiting factor but yeah i just thought that was this was interesting and i felt the need to criticize yeah, this that's horrible a, that's list. a pretty good pull <laughs> <laughs> for sure um but that's all that's all i have for the news um nice. i will say um, i'm not super caught up on anime like i was gonna say before you get there i just want to add um kind of two things if i haven't mentioned i think did i mention watch watchmen no the series on here okay so uh, just to add addition to the bottom of the news here uh watchmen started about three weeks ago mm-hmm. on um on hbo or hbo go it, hbo like now it um it the pri- okay so i went into it thinking they were like doing a mini series of the original story because the original story was delivered in like comic issues right right um but what they're actually doing is it the setting kind of takes place uh post the movie oh, now so the i'm same not world it's the same world but now i'm not sure it really is and this <laughs> is not any different from that oh gosh um but the it, i they don't really clarify how much later after the movie this is taking place um okay. and it's also what i didn't expect it is extremely racially charged oh really um and it's a cuz it actually starts out in the setting of the um the black stock stock market i think uh, uh they call it um god i always forget the name of it black wall um, street yes black wall street oh, okay. yes uh where there was a like a, a uprising a riot and a yeah, bunch yeah. of uh i'm assuming white people oh, killed. so this isn't this takes place in the past like no 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 that's just the opening and oh, then okay. they kind of fast forward to this character that has some tie-in to that event like gotcha. they're they're descended from someone who was directly affected by that event gotcha, gotcha um gotcha. but primarily the the conflict is between so police have kind of been put in like it's like a the best way i can describe it is a protective restriction Mm. so it's like policemen because there were there was like this uprising that happened where people were like actively hunting and killing policemen Mm. um the policemen now wear like masks okay and so like a normal police officer you think think of a normal police officer's uniform but they wear a bright yellow mask that covers everything but their eyes 
Oh, so they can be and, identified. Right. So they're Outside they're not they're basically anonymous. Yo. And then that then would you be have, so much. Sorry, oh, I don't mean to interrupt you. But you're fine. If that was real life, that would be so much more like terrifying and, and yes that would cause so many problems if police it super is mask. like there's a scene where the uh, this cop and it's a black cop but he pulls over this guy mm-hmm. and it's like the guy's like a cabbage farmer but mm-hmm. it's a white guy and so the cop walks up to the car and, and it's like the face mask just made it so much more what are like, the masks by the way are they like themed are they like oni masks or something no they're just <laughs> it's just like a yellow scarf okay just wrap it's very plain around their face but to add on to that, so the the higher the higher up officers, the people who are like detective lieutenant, they have mm. full blown costumes. Oh my gosh, what now? But their faces are still covered. So like the main character is played by Regina King, okay. and she wears like what I can only uh, describe as like a badass nun costume. Yeah, yeah, where like everything is black. She wears a hood. She blacks out. She black paints her eyes and she wears a mask that covers everything but her eyes and then she's got this white little square on her collar Hmm. and it's like that's uh that's kind of how she goes out into the field and everything's very secretive and protective because some of these cops have been almost killed in the past right 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 and so now that's why they have to wear these costumes but that's kind of the basis of it and there's this little like thrillerish conflict that happens in episode one that kind of sets everything up for the season um there's some internal conflict in the police department that causes some issues. But so far, it's like it's doing that thing that kind of Death Stranding is doing where they're introducing these terms that are prevalent and normal in this world, but they're super foreign strange and yeah. foreign to us. Yeah. 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 And so you kind of have to like keep paying attention to figure out what they're talking about. I saw another video. Um, I, I think this oh, might have been. Ahead. I saw another video just on my feed and the title was like. 10 watchman terms you need to know i was like oh gosh (laughs) it's exactly like that and it's not anything it's not anything super crazy it's just like they have like a different lingo Mm. for stuff um but yeah and then the other thing i wanted to mention is uh for those of you who may have developed a hole in your fantasy life because of the loss of game of thrones um they the this show just started it's called his dark Dark materials Materials. yeah yeah, Yeah. Um, and so that also stood around HBO, I believe, last week. And I'm looking forward to that. I kind of previously read the first book in that series. And for anyone who's familiar with The Golden Compass, that was mm. the first movie in the intended series. But Which they never, never happened. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do so great in the yeah. in the ratings. So good they movie, never though. made any It was sequels. a really good movie, I think. The best polar bear fight you will ever see. Absolutely. In cinema. <laughs> best CG polar bears ever it's it's awesome and so i'm kind of looking forward to jumping back into that universe yeah, when I'm, i have time i'm interested too because i remember we talked about this a while ago back when way back when game of thrones was actually ending um yeah so i think i might i might still check this out and i have to say i'm a little bit uh i'm kind of just waiting to start it because i have that netflix binge thing where i want there to be a show to binge like a bunch of episodes out before i watch it oh so yeah because it's hbo probably, that's right yeah i'll probably wait a little while before i start that i'll probably do the same actually yeah honestly um but cool so now you can say what you're saying about anime <laughs> oh i was just saying um everything came out today not everything but a lot of stuff came out like today and yesterday um so right. i'm not super caught up i haven't watched my hair yet uh i did watch seven deadly sins um, and I noticed something weird th- this episode and the last episode. They're censoring all of the blood. Wow. Like, li- all of the blood is white. Now, 
I honestly, that has to be where you're watching it from because yeah. I could not find it on Netflix. Yeah, it's I could not, on not find yet. it on Amazon. Yeah. So uh, that may be because if you're watching it out of the region, it was they always censor that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, Japanese I thought they people, were censoring that no in skeletons, Japan. No gore. Like, they really censor that kind of stuff. Oh, in Japan, they censor it, you mean? Yes, yes. Oh, I never so, see So I'm never saying when it actually gets distributed Netflix here, it might not be censored. Okay, yet. so maybe that's how the past two seasons were. It's not, like I said, it's not uh, crazy. It's not anything off-putting. Like, there's still blood. It's just white blood. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought about that in, and um, in One Piece. It's like every time somebody would be about to do, like, this vicious blow, it would be a silhouette. Yeah. Or, like, the background would turn white and the characters mm-hmm. would be black. And so you couldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no blood color or anything like that. One Piece still, though, to this day, I will say, is censored. I don't know if that's just because, uh, no, because it's on, uh. Yeah, it's just, yeah, be, it's I probably be just because of the. One Piece kind of censored. The wide audience that it's catering to. Yeah. Uh, Seven Deadly is a little bit more mature, For I think, sure. than One Piece. Yeah. There was a lot of blood in the first two. Uh, seasons yeah. but um it's but not that's it's a not thing in, crazy, in, just something i noticed uh, in asian culture where they tend to censor things that are too close to like death gotcha okay that yeah. makes sense then um, no skeletons but yeah they're in this weird <laughs> no skeletons they're in this weird flashback period right now um so i'm just kind of going through that um it's not as exciting as a lot of the other shows going on right now just because mm-hmm. of like i said i'm not a huge flashback person like it's rare that I there's a flashback that I'm really into. So um, yeah, unless sh- Naruto was kind of the only one that I got hyped for flashbacks. Everything certain else, ones though too, right? Like yeah, not any very true. Flashback. Not like the, the Kakashi. not the off mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Kakashi <laughs> Gaiden and and all that type of stuff was dope. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what else was there? And I'm I'm just watching through the first season of Overlord. Still, I'm on like okay. the last two episodes. That's still cool. Cool yeah. isekai. Um. I find him, I found myself wanting to watch another isekai after Slime, because um, Slime was so good. And Overlord's not quite as good as Slime to me, but it's it's good enough to keep me interested. And it's only twelve uh, or thirteen episodes per season, so right. that's not bad. Um, so I'm gonna keep watching through that. Uh, I gotta catch up on Fire Force. I gotta catch up on My Hero, Same. and I gotta catch up on Stone. Same. Um, because, so, yeah, like, we've been playing games pretty hard, so hard to watch anime and play games at the same time. Yeah, because I'm actually trying to beat games for once. I never beat anything, so I'm, <laughs> trying, to, I'm trying to finish COD and Outer Worlds. I'm, if I finish Outer Worlds, it might be a miracle, because um, I feel like a, there's mad more hours ahead of me in that game, and I'm playing like like there's not, so... I don't know. We'll see how that goes. No, the last thing I'll say is, um, since we brought up the topic of uh, storytelling and things, I have, I have on the side been watching rewatching Lost. Okay. Um, because my friend was like, I remember Lost being like kind of turning into a trash pot, trash fire at one point. When it, um, yeah, anytime there's nine seasons of a show, nine plus. Oh, it was seasons. only six. Six? Oh, it was only six. Yeah, really? It was only six. Maybe it just felt like nine. Yeah, but it also had that issue of like, because I'm reading in the background, I'm reading Wikipedia articles as I finish seasons. And it's like, there's a lot of like character, characters were killed off because the actor wanted to leave. Uh, so there's a lot of that happening. Um, and then there was also like, I think five or six of the main actors got DUI. Oh my God. Um, so that might have also affected because the show went on hiatus at one point, And I think Jesus. that had affected it because they were in Hawaii and all they did was drink. 
DUI is not that bad. You can still act if you got a DUI. That's not, <laughs> that's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like one of the, any those other questionable crimes that you Oh, but I'm just saying they might have been in holding. Oh, so they <laughs> and actually literally couldn't, couldn't do their job because gotcha, they got gotcha. mug shots. Gotcha. There's mug shots. That makes sense. Um, but I bring that up to say that um, probably within the next coming weeks, uh, we'll be doing give, talking about the topic of like storytelling and For series sure. survival. Because what I'm seeing, because Lost came out around 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah, I watched it in like um, 2010 or 2012. Same. And it, hooked, it was one of those rare live action shows that hooked me until, like I said, those ending seasons got kind of <laughs> weird. But up and, until then, it was good. I'm noticing a lot of story tropes that I see in shows now, and I feel like uh, a lot of those came from Law, so I want to bring that up. We can talk about that. Um, But yeah, the one thing that you mentioned where it was like the flashbacks is Mm -hmm. like Lost was the king of flashbacks. Every episode (laughs) had inter like flashbacks Flashbacks. interstitched with the main story, so... That's the only reason that uh, made me think of that. But we're just going to talk about storytelling and series survival and like what makes a good long term story. What like what makes you keep coming back to something that feels like it's never ending. So mm-hmm. do do your one piece homework there, folks. Uh, oh, that's a, that's the first thing. <laughs> Who's getting through these 800, almost 900. Episodes? So, whoa, I'm up there. Uh, we'll talk about that. I'm proud of my 900 episode journey. Thank you. I put so much time and energy into this. <laughs> You've been with, he's been with you your life, your whole life. <laughs> Since I was a child, literally. Came out in 97. Oh, my gosh. But um, So, yeah, uh, if you enjoyed the show this week, if it was a little too short for you. Nah, it's not. If sh- you, I guarantee this is ha- at least an hour 15. If you have something you want to yell about, if you just want to say hello, you can email us at siblingrivalryclash.com. All one word, sibling rivalry clash at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us in the Twitterverse. Uh, you can find me at TIFFINIJ21. And I'm at YoTizzler, Y O T I Z Z L E R. And until then, we will see you on the interwebs. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace.